Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this episode of Maximum Volume, where we got a lot to talk about and all the time in the world to do it. Hey, we at the conclusion of College Hoops this season with the men and women's Final Fours. They have already happened. They were exciting. We start with the men's Sweet 16 all the way through the championship game, and it started off with Gonzaga beating number five Creighton to take on a USC team that would be Oregon in the Elite Eight. On the bottom left hand of the bracket, we had Michigan defeating Florida State, unsurprisingly there. They would take on a UCLA squad that would defeat number two Alabama, and uh, Alabama was one of those teams that people were like, you know what, it's going to be Michigan, Alabama, and the lead eight. That's how we're going to get to the Final Four. Well, UCLA was like, nope, we're going to beat Michigan State, then BYU, then Abilene Christian, and make it all the way to the lead eight to take on Michigan. The Syracuse run to the Sweet 16 that happens every single season would not result in an elite eight appearance as Syracuse would lose to Houston. 46-62, Houston would take on an Oregon State squad that beat Loyola Chicago. So, it would be Houston-Oregon State, also in the lead eight. And the final matchups for the Sweet 16 were Baylor-Villanova. Baylor gets the win there. And then Oral Roberts, the miracle run would finally cease to exist with a last-second shot missed. Arkansas goes on to face Baylor. Now for the lead eight, it was Gonzaga decimating USC 85-66 to take on a UCLA squad that beat Michigan by only two points, 51-49. Houston would get the victory over Oregon State in the lead eight. To go to the Final Four, they, in the Final Four, would have to take on Baylor, who would win 81-72. to So, we have the Final Four of Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, Houston. Very exciting was the Final Four games. We start with Baylor and Houston. That one actually wasn't as very exciting. Uh, Baylor just dominant throughout that game, winning 78-59, to sending Houston Back home to Texas. Well, it was Gonzaga UCLA. That game would go to overtime, and with a three-point shot from almost half court by Jalen Suggs, he kept Gonzaga's undefeated season alive when they beat UCLA 93 to 90. So the championship game was set, and it was one many people had predicted: Gonzaga Baylor. One thing people had not predicted, I felt was how much Baylor would win. They would win by 16, 86-70. It was not a close one. They were up 9-0 just to begin the game. Gonzaga never even came close to being in the lead. So Baylor wins the 2021 March Madness Tournament, and they win the tournament for the first time in school history. We didn't forget about the women's side of things. They had some great basketball as well. We start with Sweet 16 there with Stanford and Missouri State. Stanford, unsurprisingly, would beat Missouri State to go to the lead eight. They would face Louisville, 
who beat Oregon in the Sweet 16. Interestingly enough, Oregon managed to lose both of their Sweet 16 appearances. We then had South Carolina taking on Georgia Tech. South Carolina ranked number one. They get the victory there. They face a Texas squad that beat number two Maryland in an upset. I had Maryland making it to the Final Four. And in fact, I had them in one of my brackets, I think, even making it to the championship. That's how confident I was in Maryland. And uh, boy, was I wrong about that, too. Just like the men's side, I sucked at the women's bracket. So, South Carolina, Texas in the Elite Eight. We go now to have the first big upset, I feel, the tournament. Indiana, ranked number four, defeats the number one seed of NC State. They would take on Arizona in the Elite Eight, who beat Texas A&M in the Sweet 16. Finally, we have Michigan and Baylor. Baylor gets the win there. They will take on UConn in a very exciting game. Iowa, UConn. UConn gets the victory there to go to the Elite Eight. So, it was Stanford defeating Louisville to punch Stanford's ticket into the Final Four. Then we had UConn defeating Baylor by two points. And uh, my, my, was that a controversial ending. The no call that ended up saving UConn's season. Then we had IU losing to Arizona by 13. And then finally, South Carolina destroyed Texas 62-34 to go to the Final Four. So the women's Final Four, Stanford, South Carolina, UConn, Arizona. Stanford would defeat South Carolina by one point, 66-65, to make it to the championship game where they would have to take on Arizona. Yes, Arizona defeating UConn. 69 to, I believe, 59 to send Arizona to take on Stanford in a Pac-12 championship Game So, Stanford, Arizona, great game there. One-point victory, Stanford wins the women's tournament. So, for the men's tournament, it goes to Baylor. For the women's tournament, it goes to Stanford. That truly was the major sporting events that were happening over the past few weeks. We did have baseball return, however, which was very, very exciting. Uh, shout out to the Nationals, who managed to have, what was it, like three of their players test positive. So they didn't, they were the only team that, uh, well, them and the Mets didn't get to have opening day festivities for a little bit. Which was disappointing for Mets fans. What wasn't disappointing for Mets fans was shortstop Francisco Lindor and his 10-year $341 million extension with the team. He now has the third largest deal in Major League Baseball history, only behind Mookie Betts, $365 million deal, and Angels, Mike Trout, $426.5 million deal. Now, this might sound like deja vu, vu if you're a, a longtime listener of the show, when you're like, wait, didn't we just have Fernando Tatis Jr. have the third largest deal? Yes, we did, with his $340 million extension 
getting overshadowed by just $1 million from Francisco Lindor. So, Fernando Tatis Jr., part of the Padres, he did get hurt during the first few games for the Padres, so that was bad news for them. Some good news, Joe Musgrove throwing the Padres' first no-hitter in franchise history Friday, April 9th. Congratulations to the Padres for finally getting a no-hitter. We now go to NFL, and this was some big news. We had the regular season being extended to now 17 games for each team, 18 weeks total. There's still going to be only one bye week, but instead of having the first, I guess, four preseason games, they're like, nope, it's only going to be three preseason games. So they moved, I think, I know they moved the Super Bowl back a week. I also think they moved the uh, Pro Bowl back a week as well. So I think it's going to start at the same... I think this season still starts in like the... Uh, I believe it's the second Sunday or second Thursday, whatever, September, as it is every single year. Then we have everything else. So everything's basically been extended for one extra week is what I've come to figure out. That has not been confirmed by the NFL. we got to wait for their official schedule to come out. But no, 18 weeks, 17 games, three preseason games instead of four. Uh, some players came out and weren't happy. Just pay the guys, that's all i got to say there. Well, Sam Darnold isn't getting paid by the Jets anymore. He's been traded to the Carolina Panthers for not one, not two, but three draft picks. A 2021 sixth round pick and a 2022 second and fourth round pick. What does this mean? Well, Carolina, they get Sam Donald. Good for you. The Jets are more interesting. This means the Jets are going to use their early draft pick for a quarterback. Which one? Who knows? There's like seven of them that they could choose. But the Jets could be very interesting this season with new head coach Robert Sala. We end this week with the combat news of the week. And uh, we had UFC 260 with Francis Ngannou knocking out Stipe Miocic in the second round to win the heavyweight title belt. This was a rematch from a couple of years prior where Stipe would get the victory. Since then, Francis has got a whole lot better. And Francis is now the heavyweight title champion. He's expected to face John Jones in the next fight, John Jones coming from the light heavyweight division to now the heavyweight division. and uh, That would be a tough, tough first opponent, but uh, that is who he's very much expected to face. We have had a contract signed, not for Francis Ngannou facing John Do Jones, but at least from the camp of Dustin Poirier, a contract has been signed for a Poirier-McGregor rematch for... I guess it's a rematch for the second time, third total fight, so we're awaiting once again McGregor's camp to sign the contract, but if this fight was to be happening, it would take place during July's UFC 264. Very exciting. There's. Well, we reached the end of another episode of Maximum Volume. Hope you enjoyed it. Guys, here's what I need you to do. 
this you can email the show maximum volume podcast at gmail.com all this by the way in the description my twitter is at max g sports you can follow the show on apple podcast google podcast youtube good pods overcast stitcher hello stitcher you're now a part of the maximum volume family of podcast providers radio public and spotify and wherever else you find the podcast at hey we will be talking about the masters Next week, you're not going to want to miss it. We also got a lot of motorsports news to talk about for our motorsports episode. So with that, we say so long, stay safe, have a great rest of your week, everybody.